0: December 5th, 2010, the First Church and Parish in Dedham, Kindness 201 by the Reverend Raleigh Weaver. I want you to take a moment this morning to reflect upon the last time someone did something nice for you. What was it? What did it feel like? Maybe it was a compliment or an act of kindness or a helping hand. Perhaps you felt especially listened to or understood, or were able to accomplish something you could not do alone. Now I want you to ponder your reaction to that kindness. Did you accept it easily, or did you feel an immediate responsibility to return the favor? Did you see the kindness in the other person as a generosity, or were you concerned about their motives? Did you feel your own desire or appreciation for kindness as a strength or a weakness? I pose these questions on this second Sunday in Advent, the Sunday for Peace, because I believe that personal kindnesses and generosities are the gestures of true peace that are sorely needed within our society today. About a month ago, Michael Roberts sent me an article from the Personality and Social Psychology Review titled Changes in Dispensational Empathy in American College Students Over Time. While the study points out that empathy can be measured from a wide variety of vantage points, it looked primarily at empathy as the tendency of an individual to react to another person's experience with compassion. The general hypothesis was that the increase in social networking sites, such as MySpace, Facebook, and Twitter, has had caused an increase in self-interested behaviors among college students and a decrease in empathy. Using a psychological inventory, 72 college students were tested, and their results were compared to the results in similar testing on students during the 1970s. The result of this study confirmed a significant decline in empathy and speculated that the likely contributor to be the rise in the use of personal technology and media. For instance, if you kept in touch with your family and friends in the one-dimensional mode of cyberspace, where people publish exactly how they are feeling and what they are thinking in words, you might not learn how to read facial expressions or body language or feel comfortable interacting in person. Add to this the increase in reality television where public media teaches how life is lived in the most exaggerated terms, and you have a perfect storm, educating people on how to interact in detached and callous ways. How do we learn to engage socially, or more specifically, how do we learn to be kind? Some might say it is a trait we are born with. But the study by the Society of Personality and Social Psychology implies that we each learn kindness, just as Sharon Salzberg exclaimed in our reading. Love is not a feeling, but an ability. And abilities we can learn. When I started considering this topic, my friend Susan, who is the founder of the Alternative High School called the Raleigh Progressive School in Raleigh, North Carolina, suggested that I check out the Kindness 101 class offered by Ode Magazine. Ode Magazine is an online and print publication about positive news about people and ideas that are changing the world for the better. It was founded in the Netherlands and is now published in both Dutch and English. It seems a teacher that they partnered with named Andrew Smallman had a similar vision to focus on the good news with his class, and helped to found a school newspaper focusing on positive news. This started a desire in the students to create good news news of their own, where they so they started doing things like putting money under a phone book in a phone booth and then calling the phone number and leading the random answerer to the surprise. Andrew Smallman noticed how much joy these small acts of kindness gave his students, and this got him thinking about offering a class on kindness. Now, 16 years later, his online course enrolls 250 or more students each semester, inviting them to action as direct as and as simple as do something good for your own body this week and let everyone go ahead of you for a week, to some as complex as take time to understand the world better and translate that understanding into action. These free classes offer each Sunday via email a theme of kindness and then a midweek inspiration around Wednesday or Thursday. The lessons seem quite systematic, leading the student through step-by-step practices with specific instructions included. Do something nice for a friend in need. Do something nice anonymously. Do something kind in your neighborhood. Do something kind for someone you have lost touch with. Do something kind for yourself. Be on time for everything. You can probably see how these actions might open your heart a bit more, make you more mindful of what you are doing, and get you in the practice of action. As church-going Unitarian Universalists, I hope we all have ample opportunity to practice kindness. Take just yesterday at the Holly Fair. Those who participated were able to do what they could to help And we all know that helping feels good. Whether you spent the countless hours setting up or cleaning up or you baked a pie or you brought a wreath, your kindness, your engagement, your participation made a difference. And making a difference feels good. This is Kindness 101. It recognizes that for some of us, this is where we are. All we can do is the Kindness 101 but there are other, others of us who have mastered the showing up and the mindfulness of action, and for those of you, I want to encourage something more. The tenth and last step in Andrew Smallman's course is Be Remarkable. In his weekly theme, he quotes Herman Hess Every man is more than just himself. He also rep- represents the unique the very special and always significant and remarkable point at which the world phenomena intersect only once in this way and never again. If kindness is indeed an action and not a feeling, if it is not something you are born with but something you must foster in your spirit, then perhaps this idea of being remarkable is the step that takes us from remedial acts of kindness to kindness as a way of life. Yesterday at the Holly Fair, there were examples of remarkableness. Kathy Widger's first efforts to run the trading post, Judy Barrington's sister's willingness to come each year and lend a hand with the toys, the Hutton's remarkable luncheon, how they satisfy so many hungry people in such a short window of time, and Peter McDonough's smiling face as each person enters and leaves the fair, his kind reassurances that every person will find what they are looking for. There are a million examples of people who went above and beyond to make that event possible, and it is these above and beyond kindnesses that I want to encourage us all to find a way to engage in every day of our lives. If we view our lives as something unique, a miraculous point in which the world intersects with our individuality, then isn't it important to offer the world our best in every situation? Isn't that vitally important? How might our lives change for the better if each of us took seriously our place in the world? Would petty grievances bother us quite as much if we were fully aware that our positive or negative spirit affected the balance of peace around us? Would we be swayed by the emotions of others if we were awake to the fact that our kind and generous reaction to life would make the world kinder and gentler for others? How would our actions change if we truly understood the difference a kind spirit would make to someone else, if we could see the ripple effect of our behavior? These are the questions Engagement in Kindness 201 classes would address, questions that I believe we are uniquely poised to answer ourselves. As we enter this holiday season, I invite all of you to join with me in a quest to be remarkable, to open our hearts more widely to the world around us and to no longer practice loving kindness, but to live it.